Yo, I put it like wow. This the sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to sports fans. It is the MKT show. And new new location and all that. It's been a month in America now. Um Yeah. It is it's quite cool here. We are in Atlanta. Uh, we are in Atlanta uh for the foreseeable future. See how things go down here, but interesting times. Interesting Times and as I do this podcast, obviously the news is just broken, and there's only one topic that I'll talk about today. It'll be a shorter podcast, but it'll be focused all around Roman Abramovich selling up at Chelsea. Um, essentially, listen, um, I think it's, I think war is a very, very complicated thing, which is why I, I like I don't really have any comments on that. You know, I've never been or, or lived through war, so I think it's. I think Thomas Tuchel put it really, really well. Unless you've lived through it, it's, um, I know it's quite cool now to have an opinion on everything. And unless you're living through war, it's, um, you know, it's not something I would want to comment on. People are entitled to do what they want. We live in the Western world. You're welcome to comment as you please. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, it's, it's not something that I want to have a, a flippant um, opinion about so I'm just not going to comment on on what's going on in the Ukraine it's um, you know I think it's extremely disrespectful to real people that are are, are really dying like war is not a joke it's not um, I don't think every Tom Dick and Harry should have an opinion on something which you will never be in the realm of experiencing but but people are going to have an opinion so that's fine but essentially it has it has created new conversations um, because politics and sport are they, they've always been together and as we see it 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 has come to the sharp end so it's real now it's real Roman Abramovich essentially if you're a Russian citizen we see what we see what's happening with Uzmanov at uh, Ever- at Everton the geopolitical decisions of your country have come back to affect him so and that's life that's life. Nothing is free. There is no separation of politics and anything. Anywhere where there's economy, there's politics. Now, that makes people uncomfortable, and uh, that's fine. But Roman Abramovich, which is the topic of today's discussion, is it's over now. It's over whatever the geopolitical decisions of the United Kingdom, Europe, and the Western world at large. It is over now. Roman Abramovich, it has been reported, is selling his all of his property, um, and I, I don't know if that's an avoidance of sanctions. Uh, some reports are saying, but he is selling and he is out, and it is now officially out. My particular, my only interest actually is that Roman is selling Chelsea. Now I'm a big fan. I'm not going to shy away from that. What he's done for my football club, um, he's run it the way I've always dreamt an owner would run it. He's run it like a really, 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 really 
smart, rich fan. Not all owners run it like that, right? Very few. I'd say he's actually the first to ever run it like this. The, the other ones who've done it like this is Real Madrid. Right? Between uh, Roman Calderon and um, Florentino Perez, over the last sort of 25 years, they've found a way to run it like really, really rich fans that are smart. Obviously, you have to know the business side of things. Obviously. I mean, man's worth $20 billion, Roman Abramovich. He's not a mug. He's not a mug. But it's over. It is over, no matter what you think, no matter what your opinion, no matter where you're, you know, you know everyone now has a, a geopolitical and geopolitics um, PhD, and this is going to happen in the age of opinions, the age of Twitter. It's okay, by the way. It's okay for people to have opinions. I think we're all, we, we don't all need to be so brittle that opinions we disagree with must shatter us every time, you know, we see them. So you should see things that you disagree with. It's okay. You know, your your soft little heart will survive it. But those of you who have acquired a geopolitics um, degree will know that um, Roman Abramovich is out. R- Russians, essentially, it's all over for them, certainly in the United Kingdom and the Western world at large in the short term. We don't know how that unfolds, of course. Geopolitics is very, very complicated and not something I understand. But we'll see how that unfolds. We shall see how that unfolds. But let's get back to the football side of it. Um, Roman Abramovich will be selling Chelsea Football Club. He's announced it's being reported that he's looking for about three billion pounds. Now the rumours are, and um, the revenue. Obviously, this isn't um, reported, but it's a. It's been rumoured that Chelsea are in two billion pounds of debt to him. He says he won't recall those debts. He won't recall those debts. So he's looking for about three billion pounds. I think eventually he'll find somewhere two and a half billion. He'll, he'll make that. And it's an interest. Look, it's not about the money. I mean, the, the guy's worth, now it's coming out worth about $30 billion. He'll be all right. He'll be all right without the money. He'll be all right. He was, he's worth 20 billion pounds. He'll be all right. So he's enjoyed himself. He's had his toy, but now it's all over. As a Chelsea fan, let me put it this way. Um, I do know a few billionaires in dollars. One thing I know about them is they are complicated people. They are very, very complicated people. Because when you get to that level of power, and that's what money is. Money is portable power. You know, you very rarely, rarely hear the word no. You know, and billionaires become really interesting people because... What they need is the people who they don't employ, really. Very few billionaires have people around them who tell them no. They very, very rarely hear the word no. And they are complicated people. Roman Abramovich, if you look at his story, is even more complicated. I mean, to go from an orphan to be one of Russia's most powerful, wealthiest men in the history of the country, a a very old country, by the way, is a very, very, very unlikely story. There's got to be something about him. Now, I mean, I know what I know about Roman from reading because I'm a fan as the owner of my football club. That is only my, that is my only connection to Roman Abramovich. <clears throat> That's my only connection to him. And what I know about billionaires is they're complicated people. <clears throat> but you also don't acquire a billion 
by being my granny, right? You're by making people sandwiches all the time. Billionaires are, <laughs> they're not your mates. Love them or hate them, they are not your friends. They're all about the bottom line first and we can get this to the soft stuff afterwards. Your granny cares if you're, you're okay before anything else. Your mommy cares about you being okay and everything else. Billionaires are about the bottom line, which breeds a certain type of person. Love them or hate them, it breeds a certain type of person. Because it also, unless you inherit it, and it's very, very unlikely, but because there's just so few billionaires in the world. But unless you inherit it, it turns you into a certain type of person. Because the journey is 10, 15, 20 years before you get your first billion. You're going to have to do certain things to people who are alive, which will work on your character and turn you into a certain kind of person. To go from orphan to one of the richest, most powerful people to ever live and be chummy chummy with the president of Russia is it is an unprecedented tale. It's absolutely incredible. <clears throat> and as I was thinking about this Roman situation, I, I was thinking about something that's really important in my life and it's been a it's been a societal conversation for a while. So I can I can give you my take. And I think the social science supports what I have to say from what I've read. And you you don't need your whole world doesn't need to fall apart here. Yeah? I'm I, look, I'm not a work person. It's just not my style of things. I'm all about personal accountability and I'm all about the world being brutal. We all have to deal with it. Now in this modern age, <clears throat> Right, I want to say this. Male figures matter. Male figures matter in your life. I'm not saying they matter more than your female figures. That's crazy. And I don't know if there's such thing as balance in life. I don't believe in balance, but whatever. But what I will say is male figures matter. Male figures matter because I'll say this to you. When my father used to say something to me versus any other male figure he said to me, I take it far more seriously. It cuts far deeper when it was my father. Male figures matter. They they do matter. Men are bigger. They they can impose themselves more. Now I don't know if the genetics I mean the genetics do lean to testosterone saying our ability for an increased threshold of testosterone means we are able to express ourselves in the world a little bit more than women that could be it i haven't looked into that side of the genetics but what i will say is male figures matter they do matter they're 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 incredibly important in shaping how we view the world and largely speaking the world has been built by men for men that is what it is but what i will say is male figures matter because i know people who have been raised by strong men and I know people who have had absent fathers, and they are not the same. Don't care how much money you've got, don't care how beautiful your wife is, don't care how great your kids are. I can see it straight away when you had a father figure at 6, 7, 8 to 15, and when you haven't. When your father tells you to do something, he has approval, disapproval, it slaps different. I don't care how much you love your rugby coach. When it's your father saying it, and you can agree, disagree with me, but in the corner, in the dark, you know I'm right. Male figures matter, they do. 
<clears throat> and male figures matter more when there's pressure on the line. Because how your male figure shapes you in that sense, and I, I believe this to be true, and I'm happy to hear feedback, but I believe this to be true, that your father will always set the threshold for your pain and suffering tolerance. I'm not saying your father has to physically beat you. That's not what I'm saying at all. I, my father was not an abusive man. But in order for you to have that threshold for ambiguity, for pain, for denial, has come from your father. Male figures matter. It, it, listen, Roman Abramovich has been a father figure, a godfather, over Chelsea Football Club now for 19 years. And I'm not saying Chelsea are going to crumble. I think that's crazy it's, and, and, and it's lazy. That's lazy analysis on a, on an extremely complicated situation. Chelsea won't crumble. They're too big to crumble now. They're in the top 10 biggest sporting brands in the world. They won't crumble. But I tell you what, the dominance is over. And Chelsea have been, have been exactly that. For, for 19 years, they're the most dominant club in European football. 19 years of absolute dominance. But let's just talk within the English sphere. It's not close. They are the most dominant team in England. And it's down to one man. It's down to one man. Listen, I've always said winning and participating are not the same thing. 99.9% of us want to participate. We say all these cool things and how much we want to win and we'll do anything it takes. Nah, most people won't do what it takes. They do what it takes till, till it gets painful and then they curl up in a ball in the corner. Male figures will, if allowed, right, if allowed, they will set your ability to withstand pain and suffering. And and life is pain and suffering. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how to tell you. That's why these trust fund kids, they don't know what to do when they get to the real world and mommy and daddy aren't there to protect them. And they have to go work for the family business. That's why trust fund kids generally don't have billionaire startups. Because it's painful. It's painful. Chelsea aren't going to crumble. Relax. But the dominance is over. Chelsea's dominance is over. And if you don't believe me, let's look at some evidence. I mean, listen, Pep Guardiola left Barcelona. It's never been the same. It's never been the same. You know that. I know that. Pep left, it's never been the same. Fergie left, Man United fans, no, it's never been the same. Carlo Ancelotti left Man AC Milan, never been the same. You need the guy, right, who is, he must dictate if you want to win. By the way, if you don't want to win, fine. Like, like if you just want to have, you, everyone can be Leicester here and there and get lucky. But to keep, to be dynastic. Right? Dynasties are not a democracy. That's what I like about Roman. Right? Because I like to win. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not one for mucking about. And I'm actually not really great at working with people because I like to dictate my circumstances. Because I'd way rather fail because of my own mistakes than letting other people 
fail on my behalf. It's not, it's not how I roll, and it's how most billionaires roll. They'd rather die and fall on their own sword than have someone else muck it up. And, and I couldn't agree more. And listen, I'll tell you, I'm learning that lesson in the last two years. I'm learning that lesson right now in America. I would way rather fail because of my own mistakes. And it's difficult for people to hear, but you, you <laughs> because every HR like conversation now, an article on LinkedIn is about collaboration and this and that. And it's all about soft power and nonsense. Is it, You need direction. All of that stuff's nice, and I agree. I think it's ancillary. It's second. You need direction. And you, you, you listen, it, somebody who I respect highly once said to me, you don't always have to make the right decision. But once you make the decision, you have to make that decision right. You don't always have to make the right decision, but once you make the decision, you have to make that decision right. It's as simple as that. Right? You need direction, and it has to be dictated. Man or woman, by the way, like in companies and corporates, I don't care. Whatever. Men, women, if you can get the right personality type, they're very rare, though, because people care about people's feelings. And it's uncomfortable then. When people are tired, you have to keep getting 80, 90% production out of them. Burnt out, you've got to keep getting production out of them. If you don't believe me, look at Barcelona. Look at Man United. Look at AC Milan. Since those three, those are the modern greats, right? Because that intensity is not replicable. I don't care what PhD you get. You're not going to be the same psychologist as Fergie. You're not, you're not going to have that thing. Fergie's got that thing. Mourinho had that thing. Pep has that thing. Carlo Ancelotti has that thing. And the thing is, once that pressure gets released, it's very, very difficult. It's like toothpaste, right? I don't know if you've ever done this exercise, but when you squeeze toothpaste out, easy enough to squeeze the whole tube out. You ever tried putting toothpaste back in? <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Listen, Fergie left and you felt you felt the aura leave with him. Now that aura is creating internal culture where winning is the standard, not the exception. And they don't celebrate wins at Man United under Fergie. They didn't celebrate wins under Carlo Ancelotti, right, at AC Milan. Pep Guardiola was just a winning machine. But when they leave, they take those standards with them. Again, if your father is not in your life, and this might be painful for some people to hear, but you'll know what I'm talking about. If this pains you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Because when a male figure is put together and they give us direction, it matters. It changes things. Roman Abramovich did that for Chelsea. Pep left, Fergie left, Carlo left. Those three empires, like dynastic empires, fell apart. And have never been the same, by the way. We're talking Fergie eight years, uh, 15 years now for Pep. When was that? 2008? 2006 to 2008? We're 15 years later, 12, 14 years later for Pep. And Carlo, we're talking mid-noughties. 2005 was that famous final. 2006, 2007, we're talking 15 years. There's... 
those great institutions, AC Milan, Barcelona, Man United, still haven't recovered from losing their male figure. And dictator, by the way. You know what makes Roman Abramovich unique? <clears throat> Fergie only took down one empire. Roman Abramovich came into English football and broke two empires. He didn't just take them apart. He broke them. He broke Sir Alex Ferguson, right? And he broke the great Arsene Wenger. Broke it completely. That was on home shores. But he also went and started bullying Real Madrid. Started competing with that empire. Nobody has ever done that. Roman broke two empires at the same time, which I find very, very fascinating. And it tells you why you can go from orphan to the most powerful man possibly Russia has ever had. It's an, it's, it's an incredible story. Roman Abramovich is an incredible Elon Musk figure. Not sure another owner will come along. Yes, the money. Yes, the smarts. It's also been quite enjoyable winning with Roman because he, he treats it like a little bit like a fan. You know what I mean? Like it matters to him. The guy seems upset. He's not wearing a suit. You know what I mean? You can kind of feel him, which is kind of cool. He feels very, very, very relatable besides the $20 billion. And it's been fun. It's, there's, you know, we're still human beings. Even though it's fantasy land and people are earning four or five hundred thousand pounds a week there's still that thing like you could imagine having a cold one with roman he's not he's not in fancy suits good there's no gucci suits there's no show there's no crazy watches there's a yacht (laughs) there's a nice yacht but he's a billionaire what's he supposed to do probably a tax write-off but roman abramovich is the most unique owner football's ever had outside of your geopolitical um assuasions persuasions he changed sport forever and made it better forever players got more money everyone got more money industries were created because of roman abramovich he changed the face of english and global football and ultimately global sport forevermore 21 trophies in 19 years that's five english premier league titles two champions league titles five fa cup titles three league cup titles two europa league titles two community shields a super cup and most recently a world club cup Listen, the spending will continue. There's other billionaires, there's a lot of people with money. There's people with money out there. But the intensity will be lost. Managers will get longer. Uh, th- that intensity to win all the time takes a special personality. Dana White. These people are rare. They're impossible to find. Ramon Calderon. People who want to win and win once and not start to feel themselves and win over and over... Dynasties are not a joke. It, it takes an Elon Musk. You need a dictator. The spending might not stop. There's billionaires out there. But I'm not sure the intensity is replicable. Because that comes from a person. A person who doesn't care about feelings. Doesn't care what people are saying. That's where we're going. I'm telling you that's where we're going. It's non-negotiable. Roman Abramovich. Will be gone, lost to us, but never forgotten. As a Chelsea fan, I say, muchos gracias. I'm, I'm extremely grateful.
for everything he did for Chelsea Football Club. And if you're a football fan, you should be extremely grateful for what he gave the world of sport. It doesn't matter who you support. It would have never been like this. If you're an Arsenal fan, Aubameyang would never have been at Arsenal if it wasn't for Roman Abramovich. The league rights have... I mean, they were about $4 billion when he came in the league. They're negotiating now for a £15 billion uh, round of rights for the English Premier League. That's just for Britain and Ireland, by the way. Forget the rest of the world. They've just sold to America and NBC for $3 billion. Roman Abramovich, without him, they may have got you not as quickly. So to Roman, the spending will come. It'll come down. And the intensity will be lost. Chelsea won't fall apart. They're still, the, they're still a big club, still a Champions League club. They're established now as, a, as one of the big two. It's Man City and Chelsea. See what Liverpool have to say over the next five years. Still only one title in 30 years, by the way. In that time, Chelsea have five Premier League titles, two Champions League titles, five FA Cups, three League Cups, two Europa Leagues, two Community Shields, Super Cup, World Club Cup. I don't want to say Chelsea will fall apart, but it is the end of a dynasty. And somebody will have to rebuild the dynasty. You don't just get to continue a dynasty. You're going to have to get rid of people. Obviously, Roman will have his own people in there that know how Roman works. You know what billionaires like is it's not enough for billionaires to win. They want to win my way with my people. They have big egos. So Chelsea's going to have, I'm sorry, it's, it's over in terms of dominance. They're going to have three, four years now of readjusting. They are. It's just how it is. Billionaires don't want to. Nobody wants to win with Roman's people. Whoever the next billionaire is, they're going to do the nicey-nicey thing, give everyone a chance for a year, but after that. You know, he's also Russian. He's got different sensibilities. The people who he would have had in-house, they'll be very different. I mean, it's being rumored that there's a Scandinavian who's going to buy... Chelsea, now, I couldn't think of a more different society than Russians and Scandinavians. They are so, so different. He'll want to do it his way. To Roman Abramovich, I mean, I certainly will talk about this more and more as more gets revealed, but eternally grateful as a as a football fan, number one, but mostly as a Chelsea fan, the greatest owner sport has ever known, globally. It was fun and we won. Isn't that the dream? It's fun and you're winning. Most people are just having fun. Usually the two are mutually exclusive. It's fun. Blockbuster signings. You know, blockbuster managers. Big decisions, big announcements, headline. People talk about Chelsea over the last 20 years more than anything else in global sport. So I absolutely have loved it. I want to finish off on this though. Obviously, if you're a Chelsea fan, it's a bummer. But I think it's important to acknowledge <laughs> there are benefactors from this. And I thought I'd quickly run through the guys that I thought will benefit. Number one, Manchester United. The biggest benefactors are Manchester United because they 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 don't need to worry, right, about Chelsea at their worst time. So so now Chelsea are also in the mire. Chelsea are in the mire. It, we'll see how systematically Chelsea was set up. Was it Roman or was it a system? We'll see. That'll reveal itself. It's easy to have an opinion now. But we'll see whether Roman had set up a system that will outlive him. Most billionaires don't. 
So Man United, no need to worry about Chelsea now pounding you for the last eight, nine years and that going on for another 15 years as you scramble and it's a, and muck about and try and rebuild the dynasty after your overlord left. Liverpool. Listen, Liverpool fans need to calm down, by the way. And I saw the most disgusting comments by Jamie Carragher the other day. One title in 30 years. And he says, Liverpool and Man United will, will be the biggest clubs in the world forever. I'm like, or in England. I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy. But that's what happens. You know, you get old, you get stuck in your ways. Whatever, Jamie Carragher is Jamie Carragher. He's, you know, brilliant player. He can say what he wants. But but Liverpool are, the, are probably the biggest benefactors. Because they've really been riding off their name for 30 years. Yes, I like romance too. You know, it can't be... You, I can't talk about Marlon Brando forever. There's new actors. There's new actors. Like, it's over for Liverpool. The 70s, 80s, 90s are done. Like stop living in the past. You have one title in 30 years. Are you joking? 30 so this is wonderful for them. They can catch up to Chelsea because really they're the third club in, in England right now. They're the third club in England as things stand. It's Man City, it's Chelsea, and it's Liverpool. But what's interesting for them now is, oh my goodness, we're so stable. We just have Man City to worry about. We don't need to worry about Chelsea. They're going to be regrouping. It'll take some time. There'll be turmoil all change brings turmoil, especially where there's billions of dollars involved. Like, listen, rich people are sensitive, especially when you get to that echelon, because they really don't often deal with adversity. And if you get to that level, you haven't been wrong many times in your life. So you want to do it your way. That'll come with a bumpy learning curve. Real Madrid are the other ones. Because the only person who was willing to bully Real Madrid is Roman Abramovich. He's the one guy who has been able to stand up to them. Even the Eden Hazard deal was so ugly. And he still got 150 million pounds for Eden Hazard. Or Eaton Hazard, as we've seen. My guy's massive. Absolutely huge. Doesn't care about football. Massive waistline from like a 30 to a 46. What a way for Roman to go out. But Real Madrid can now bully the Premier League again. Man United are a mess. They don't really do business with Man City anyway. And they don't compete for the same type of players. Man City don't care about marquee names really. And can't get marquee names. The one club that was an annoyance to Real Madrid is Chelsea. Because they take the marquee names. It's West London. Man United is not there right now. Liverpool's not there right now. So the three greatest benefactors... Man United, Liverpool, Real Madrid. And you know what's a killer in life is pressure. Huh? Pressure, pressure, pressure. And European football, if but a moment, if but for a moment, can relax. Because Chelsea put immense pressure on people. On the spending, on how to do it, on winning, on firing managers, on new models of doing things. I mean, you saw how they had the youth Inverted, uh, quote unquote farm of young players everybody's doing it now or everybody tried the rules are being changed greatness puts pressure on people 
And European football can relax because that all was Roman Abramovich. Life is so much easier with no pressure. You can look at your business. You can relax a little bit. Look at the landscape because Chelsea put immense pressure on people. And lastly, look out for the Super League now to make a return. Because I'll tell you what, what this has told billionaires. And billionaires only care about their money. And I have no problem with that. It's one thing I like about them actually. Like um, they're not like like really rich people who pretend you matter to them as a person. Like billionaires are very clear. It's all about the bottom line. All of the other stuff we can get to it. If if I like you, cool. If not, cool. It's all about the bottom line. But what the billionaires will have seen now, especially think of Man United, think of Liverpool. They've invested a lot in these football clubs. Think of the Cronkies. They've invested a lot of sweat equity and hundreds of millions of pounds into their football clubs. Now, it's very easy to say, okay, it's just a Russian. But what this shows you is that the political landscape can affect you no matter how rich you are. Billionaires are insecure people, by the way. They always think someone's trying to take them down. If I were you, I would look for the Super League at the end of this European season to come aggressively again. Because when they've seen this, they're like, oh my goodness, anything can change. Like, who would have thought a war would lead to England's most successful club over the last 20 years being sold in 2022? Sounds hilarious, but it's happening. And billionaires are not stupid. They are insecure as well. They'll take this as a huge warning to say that the politicians can change everything overnight. Everything can change overnight. The Super League is going to be back in even more aggressive fashion at the end of the year. So that's who I think is going to benefit from this. Love to know what you think. My name is MKT. Uh, You can hit me up on uh, MKT Inspires on all platforms. Uh, the MKT show. Your thoughts, Roman Abramovich. I just thought I wanted to do that. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. So that's where I am uh, for the next couple of days. Um, do some sightseeing, take some meetings while I'm here. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe head back to South Africa. Maybe not. TBD, TBD. Uh, still trying to learn the business of the digital world. Uh, America, big place, interesting place. Atlanta, Georgia, my home for the next few days. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here. Thank you.